loving the Xena. It's a clitoral and vibrating stimulator by Esmeralda SOS. This USB rechargeable Xena will never abandon you when you need her the most because she has enduring energy and 10 vibrational modes. You can choose from light, medium, or strong pattern vibrations to stimulate any mythical desire. It is also waterproof, so when your next adventure leads you underwater, the Xena doesn't have to stay on dry land. Strong and gentle, crafted from safe and durable silicone, the Xena is built for adventure while still being soft enough for pleasure. It is the perfect weapon for achieving climax. You can log on to Esmeralda.ca today to check it out and also get 15% off your total order with the code SEXPOSITIVE. Tonight, I'm joined by the lovely Stephanie Casson from Art and Bedore Photography and Hop Hog. Stephanie, can you introduce yourself to our listeners? Hi, Lauren. Thank you for having me. It's an honor to be on your podcast this evening. Yes. I'm so excited to have you on. <laughs> yeah, I'm really excited to talk about a variety of topics in regards to boudoir, feminism, female empowerment, and so forth. Ooh, yes. I'm so happy you brought up feminism because let's for sure talk about that. But I want to start by you just introducing yourself, how you got into this profession, and all about your Bador studio. All right. Well, as stated before, my name is Stephanie Casson, and I'm an accredited boudoir photographer from Long Island, New York, based out of Hop Hog. And um, my career kind of started um, roughly at the age of 14, working in the family business. I have to go back to my roots, which is my mother. She was the first boudoir photographer to come on the scene of Long Island when boudoir photography wasn't even necessarily a thing yet mm -hmm. back in the 1980s. And my mother created a small little empire of um, boudoir studios, empowering women every day to embrace their sexuality, embrace their beauty, and something that I like to call embrace the curve. Mm -hmm. Because women in modern day generation, we seem to be... Um, we seem to be brainwashed by social media that everyone needs to be a stick figure and beautiful. Mm -hmm. And that was not our mission when my mother first came to America as an immigrant. And she wanted to really empower the women of Long Island and build her little empire from there. Um, as I was growing up as a child, I started with cosmetology, doing hair and makeup, basically assisting my mother with anything she needed while running her stores, all her locations. And from hair and makeup, I graduated to learning how to do Photoshop. And then from Photoshop, I graduated to do customer service and running the storefront. And now I'm what I like to call the woman behind the lens. I'm behind the camera and I'm capturing women and changing people's lives every day. And um, I've been doing this for probably about nine years now, just empowering every day, shooting hundreds of people, basically living my best life. <laughs> Yay! That's what I love to hear. And you're so amazing at it. So I, everyone that's like a dedicated listener knows the Bador story. So I got professional photos taken from Stephanie twice, but the first time was over the summer. And I had an amazing experience. I've never felt so beautiful. So yeah, thank you so much. Incredible. I'm so happy that, you know, you are naturally a beautiful woman as is, and I'm sure you already know that, but the fact that you came to me with um, your insecurities and you told me your life story and personal things about yourself, you felt comfortable enough to share that with me. And I got to share a four hour experience with you that day. That means everything to me. Mm -hmm. I don't work for myself. I work for my clients. I'm nothing without my clients. I'm just mm -hmm. a woman with a camera clicking mystery buttons. And that's <laughs> That's really it. 
Yeah, that's incredible. I feel like photography is just, it's, it's difficult. Like I can't even take a picture for Instagram on my phone. So the whole art of it is really incredible. And the creativity is really admirable too. Yeah, I shoot with a Nikon D780. And for those of you who know anything about cameras, that is a, a good quality camera. But when it comes to myself and my camera, I like to call them mystery buttons. I just press those buttons and hope they do what they're supposed to. And it <laughs> seems to work out every time. Yeah. <laughs> I have no shame in not knowing that all the functions of my camera. But you know what? I, ju I just go with the flow. I pray to God every day that my photo shoots are going to come out good. And it seems to be working. My method for my madness. <laughs> yes. You're so good at what you do. But Thank you. let's scale back a little bit for anyone that is new that doesn't even know what boudoir is. Can you kind of explain that a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. Let's uh, go back to the beginning of boudoir. Um, let's start with 1950. Um, so we, as people change every day throughout the decades. And so does art forms. And boudoir was born out of the mission to empower women, but it wasn't always like that. Let's, for instance, go back to the 1950s. Boudoir was a genre or an art form that was for, you know, celebrities, you know, famous women, like, for instance, Marilyn Monroe, or women of what I like to call women of the night, you know, mm -hmm. the the hookers of the evening, the prostitutes, the women who sold their bodies only performed this type of art because it was considered so sultry mm. back in the day. Now, as boudoir has evolved since then, really, we have to think um, Penthouse Magazine and Playboy Magazine because they were the footprint and the initial stamp for capturing women in the nude and framing them not as only a sexual icon, but a piece of beauty. Mm. And Marilyn Monroe was the first ever uh, staple sex symbol to pose nude in front of a camera and be posted on the cover of the first issue of Playboy magazine. And we have everything to thank to Hugh Hefner because Hugh Hefner was really a major sex symbol. Mm -hmm. He normalized being okay with talking about sex in public. Mm -hmm. He normalized being able to be naked in front of a camera and not just think lustful thoughts, but appreciate the beauty of a woman's curve. And that's where it all originated from. I have to say hats off to Hugh Hefner and Penthouse Magazine because they started this art form. Mm -hmm. And as boudoir has evolved throughout the decades, it was only, like I said, for celebrities and women of the night. Then it evolved to um, the everyday housewife doing this as a gift for her spouse, something in complete secrecy, intimacy, locked down between two people who are in love. It was very private and a very intimate gift to give your spouse. Now in modern day 2000s, I'd say probably from 2014 on, it's become an image that's not just for you and your spouse, but it's for the world to see. More and more women are posting their bodies nude on the internet every day in a beautiful art form, not pornographic, yeah. and allowing others to see them in lingerie and appreciate their beauty or what I like to call embracing the curve, not feel shamed of your stretch marks or your cellulite. They're really being proud of the, being comfortable in their skin. And that's how uh, boudoir has evolved from, like I said, point A, just being Marilyn Monroe on the cover of a magazine. Then it went to just married couples. And now it's a gift for everyone to post freely throughout the internet. It's crazy how much this art form has evolved from yeah. beginning to end. 
Damn, girl, you know all the history. I'm so impressed. Right. Well said. Right. I look at Hugh Hefner as um, a personal icon. A lot of people just look at him as some sleazy man who slept with multiple women, but that's not true. He was the first staple and sex icon to step onto the scene who normalized talking about sex, mm. normalizing the things you're too embarrassed about to talk about your spouse or your family. Talk about it freely. Be public about your fetishes. Be public about your body. And, you know, that's something that we have to take our hats off to him. Because he went through hell trying to get Playboy to be where it is today. Mm. So thank you, Hugh Hefner. Yeah. Because without Hugh Hefner, I wouldn't be where I am today. I wouldn't have a job. Mm. Because if it wasn't for him, boudoir photography wouldn't have been a thing. So interesting. I really never thought of it like that before until you brought that up. Like, where did it come from? How did it start? You know, just being celebrities and women of the night to now everyday soccer moms. And my mission in life to transform them into America's next top model. Ooh. Well... Stephanie, it's so hard to not want to post the photos because it's like when you look at them, they're gorgeous. It's like, I'm so proud of this masterpiece. I want to show it off to the world. And like you said, it's not pornographic. Can we talk more about that? Like the stigma that comes along with it being it's sensual, it's sultry, it's not pornographic. There's a difference. So porn and boudoir, there's a fine line in between. Um, and a lot of people are still very uneducated on the art form of boudoir. They've yep. never even heard about it mm-hmm. um, until they see someone post it on Instagram and then look at my page. For some reason, women feel the need when they book a phone consultation with me discussing what they want to achieve out of their photo session. They always feel the need to tell me I don't want pornographic photos. That's <laughs> not what I'm aiming to achieve. And I go, well, I'm glad we're on the same page because that's not what I do. Yeah. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I don't aim to shoot pictures for people to have lustful thoughts. I aim to shoot pictures for people to think, wow, that's gorgeous. That's a masterpiece. It's not just a woman posing in lingerie. It's a woman posing in front of a camera and capturing her moment, capturing how beautiful she is in and out. And that's what it's all about. It's about female empowerment, beauty. Embrace the curve, show your stretch marks, show your cellulite. That's what I'm here to do. I'm here to capture you in your best moments. Oh, well said. Yes. I love the the fire in your voice because I can tell how passionate you are about it. I am passionate about it, especially when I get women who are super insecure. They say, I want to do a shoot, but I don't feel I'm thin enough for it. I mm. say, I eat your insecurities for breakfast. Like that is just not what I want to hear. I want to hear like, yes, you might have, you might've just had a child, but you want to capture your body right now and let me take photos of you and let me expose your beauty. Women always walk into the store and the first thing they say is, before they say, hi, I'm so-and-so, they say, hi, I'm really nervous about today and I said me too I'm really nervous about today too you know why because I want to make sure I do a good job and I want to make sure that you're comfortable with me between artist and canvas obviously I'm the artist and you're my canvas and I want to make sure that people understand that boudoir is not pornographic I'm not spreading open your legs and capturing what's between your legs I'm spreading you out laying you down on the floor capturing your beauty your body your natural form and that's what I'm here to do Mm. Why do you think people, there's such a big stigma around nudity? I think it's pure ignorance. Um, I think people are still, you know, hesitant to talk about about these things like uh, sexualizing photography or just being sexual in general. I think people um, are very ignorant or withholding themselves from expressing how they really feel inside. Um, I lost track. What was the question? I was asking why there's such shame around nudity and eroticism. 
Oh, because it's just purely old fashioned. The millennial generation, um, I'm not sure if you're a millennial, but I am. And the millennial generation is a lot more open and accepting about nudity, sexualizing um, photography or eroticism. Everyone is much more welcoming in this generation, but the past generation still has a heavy influence that um, portrays on our modern society. Like for instance, if I told my father that, um, which I have, that I'm gonna go pose nude, so I could post it publicly, my father would say I'm out of my mind. But when I would go to talk to my someone who's much more normalized, like my mother, my mother would absolutely agree with me because she has a more modern take on society. And so do the millennials of this generation. Mm, yeah, I've it's, never it's met your mom. It's pure ignorance in the old generation. Absolutely. And for, is your mom in the older generation? She looks so young and beautiful. <laughs> uh, yes, I would say she is very young and beautiful. It's yeah. the Brazilian blood in us that, uh, you know, makes us look lucky. beautiful. But she definitely has a more modern outtake on yeah. the beauty of boudoir. Mm. And boudoir truthfully means uh, bedroom in French. Mm. It's supposed to be photos captured in a bedroom setting, but in a essence of pure beauty and nothing mm. more. Well, your mom is like a queen and an icon for bringing this to Long Island because when I found yeah. you, Stephanie, I was looking around. There was so many different places, a lot in the city, and it just like yours resonated with me the most. For some I'm reason, I'm really you glad that I had. Me. I was able to share that experience with you. Yeah, and going back to what we were talking about, because I'd love to touch on feminism and female empowerment. Like when yeah. I posted a picture, like. I got so slut shamed and I realized that that came from like ignorance and old values of people not understanding or appreciating the female body of it just being kind of symbolized as like with women, you're either too sexual or you're too prude. You're too much this or you're too rigid. Like we just can't win. It's such a friggin' double standard. Like men can sleep with however many females their heart desires, but the minute a woman sleeps with a man, it's chaos it's you know she's slut shamed i guess you could use that lingo um she's defined as a whore or a woman of the night and it's not okay the double standard in modern society not at all by any means so forth and one of my other personal missions with shooting women in their raw state is to not just take pictures of them but educate them that you are beautiful and do not let the male genitalia tell you twice about what you can and cannot do. This is the 21st century. Women have all equal rights and freedom, just as men do. Do as you please. Pose nude. Go to the bar. Have fun. Live your life. Preach. Preach. Ah. Preach to the choir. <laughs> yeah, and I feel like especially, you know, a lot of people are self-conscious and insecure, which we were talking about before. And when a woman puts herself down, people are like... Oh, don't feel that way, honey, you're beautiful. Yet when she steps into her power and exudes that confidence and shows herself off, it's like, you need to calm down. Who do you think you are? Right. And when that does happen, you just refer them to me and I will happily put those people (laughs) in their place. Because I'm not one to stand for ignorance. I'm not one to stand for bullying. And I'm definitely not one to stand for men telling women what to do. Mm. I just won't have it. I will not have it. You don't want to put me on the phone with your husband. Let's just put it that way. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm, I'm a very opinionated person and I, w- I won't hold back, especially about something as passionate as my art form. Mm, yes, 100%. I, I want to go back to when I stepped in last time, my second time. So 
I'd love to talk on some of the common fears around boudoir because you mentioned feeling not beautiful. And honestly, the first time I got my shoot done, like it was planned in advance. I was dieting for months. Like I got my hair done. I went tanning, like all this stuff. The second time it was like, hey, do you want to shoot in a couple days? And I was like, fuck, like my extensions are gone. I gained so much weight. But it felt when I was in the moment and when I see the photos, like I felt amazing and completely different. All those insecurities were just kind of brushed to the side because it's so much fun. And I didn't even give you any compliments during your shoot because I don't need to. You already know you're beautiful. You know the way that I'm posing you. You trust me as your artist to make sure that I capture your most beautiful curves and your most beautiful poses. And I'm sure that when you left the store that day, you felt like a queen. Mm Mm-hmm. You felt beautiful and empowered. And that's my mission, to take the women, the soccer moms of Long Island, and transform them into America's next top model. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm doing with each and every woman who's three kids deep, drives an SUV, and is a stay-at-home mom. Mm -hmm. Come to me if you're feeling at your worst. Come to me if you're feeling at your best. Either way, I have a 99.9% satisfaction guarantee that when you come to me, you will achieve what you're looking for, which is to feel beautiful again. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've been telling every person I know, I'm like, you have to do this. Like, and they're like, eh, I don't know. I'm like, it is the best investment that you could make. Like, it's something that you will never regret because you'll have it forever and look back and be absolutely. like, damn, I'm a queen. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Yes. And I just have so many stories of things to say, wild stories of my few years in the in the industry. Um, for instance, I ha- once had a woman in my chair getting her hair and makeup done, prepping for her shoot at eight months pregnant. Wow. And this was her firstborn, so this was a really special shoot to her. We were doing maternity boudoir. She wanted to be um, in the complete nude as kind of like an angelic halo of a photo shoot. And she really wanted to prioritize that this is her firstborn and most likely going to be her last. Mm -hmm. And in the chair, while she's getting her hair and makeup done, her water breaks. Her water breaks right before we start the shoot. And she knew that this was going to be her first and last baby. And you know what she did? She stayed with me for three hours until we finished that shoot. And then I let her go to the hospital. That's crazy. (laughs) And then I let her go to the hospital. But I told her, I was like, it's now or never. You got to put up with me for the next two hours. That baby's been in there for nine months. It could wait two hours. Holy crap. I was not expecting that. And she did. (laughs) She waited. And uh, I had my assistant clean up, you know, the little spillage on the floor. And we just proceeded like everything was fine until her contractions started to come later on. But then I let her go to the hospital after we achieved what we went there for today. That's intense. (laughs) Yeah. That's just one of many stories. Did she love the way the pictures came out? I feel like that's such a special moment that you can't recap. That was about five years ago, and I'm oh. sure that's a story that she probably still tells people yeah, to today. Probably. And um, yes, she definitely did love her photos. She was a little bit, um, what's the word, uh, restless towards the end of the shoot, but we did, we got it done. And then it turns out she never did have another baby. So mm. it, I'm really glad that I, instead of her going to Stony Brook Hospital, I convinced her to stay with me for an additional two hours. That's incredible because <laughs> how many people can say, I have a photo or multiple pictures of me when I my water broke. Like no one, no one can say mm-hmm. that. <laughs> Her baby came a month early. Oh, wow. A month early. That's crazy. What yeah. are the different types of boudoir that you shoot? Well, boudoir is a, a very broad and generic term. Um, like I said, it means bedroom in French and basically capturing woman in her raw form, nude. Um, 
what I like to do is I like to do something called traditional boudoir, which is the lovely lace corsets with your hair all beautifully done, wearing high heels, thigh high stockings, and posing in a not sultry but beautiful pose. For instance, the one I had you laying on your back with your arm above your head. That's defined as traditional boudoir. Then there's boudoir BDSM, which is a more erotic and more dark and sexy themed photography, which is a little bit more sultry and lustful, but it's a theme. Uh, I'm not sure if your viewers are so educated on BDSM. That's a whole other topic to go into. It's a science, if you will. But BDSM is the act of, you know, leather outfits, chains, whips, and, you know, basically pain and pleasure galore. And sometimes I get clients who want to do BDSM photo shoots because that's what they practice sexually with their partners at home. And they want to recreate a fantasy for their spouses. Mm. So a main question that I always ask my clients when they come in and I know that they're in a relationship, I say is, what's your sex life like? Mm -hmm. And everyone always responds with, what? Why does that concern you? It absolutely concerns me. If you want me to create a fantasy for your spouse, I need to know what your fantasies are at home. True. You know? Mm -hmm. um, most people say, I'm just plain vanilla. We just have plain sex at home. That's great. Then we'll do traditional boudoir because it's beautiful and pleasing for everybody. If a woman says we practice BDSM at home, I'm going to say, all right, where's your leather latex suit? Where's your chains? Where's your whips? Get on your knees and bend over. That's exactly how I'm going to recreate the fantasy in order to please my clientele. That's like so I said, I work for them. I don't work for myself. I'm nothing without my clients. That's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> That's, I want to do that now. That sounds really intriguing and fun. Right. Right. Boudoir is just a series of different fantasies to be created and waiting in the making with the click of those mystery buttons. Mm. So when it comes to the industry, I'm curious as to what lessons you've learned, if any of your own stigma, maybe previous, I'm sure with a mom that was in the, the industry, it, you know, you're fairly an open-minded person, I'm sure. But what lessons have you learned or experiences have you had in this industry that's deemed like taboo, you know? The industry is, um, the industry of photography is, you know, very broad. Mm -hmm. And each genre of photography, such as wedding photography, yeah. boudoir photography, family photography, it's all very different. And what I've learned, um, have you ever seen Tiger King? Yep. <laughs> okay you know how they define the cat people are crazy yep. the monkey people are weird mm -hmm. and uh what else is there oh the reptile people are, are in their own realm it's the same thing with blue art photographers mm -hmm. it's very cutthroat yeah. i like to call us like the joe exotic of boudoir photography um boudoir photographers are pretty much very how do i say this they can and can't be um, very useful when learning together as a team. And that's what it is. I like to kind of, um, I like to get in contact with a variety of photographers on a daily basis and learn from each and every one of them because we all have a different shooting style. Mm -hmm. And there's been many times where a lot of boudoir photographers don't want to collaborate with me mm -hmm. or they don't want to uh, befriend me because they're worried about revealing their secrets of the industry to me. Oh. And that's what I've learned. It needs to be much more friendlier um, than it yeah. is. When I see wedding photographers getting along together at uh, parties, because trust me, I attend a lot of photography and industry parties. It's a whole different realm. Everyone's always happy. They're celebrating a happy event, such as a wedding. And boudoir photographers, we're like the Joe Exotic of the photography world. It's very cutthroat. And we're all oh. crazy in our own ways. Photographers are nuts. Psychopaths. <laughs> Quirky, I'd say. <laughs> you ever get my emails at 4 a.m., Lauren? Mm -hmm. 
Yes. Or when I send you pictures at like (laughs) three in the morning, that's because I'm up at 3 a.m. working. Mm. And that's just one little thing that, you know, we don't have schedules. We work late at night and then we work all throughout the day too. So it's very, very different. Yeah. It sounds like there's like an air of competition. Like these are my secrets. I can't share them because then you might be better than me. Right. Exactly. That's what I meant by it's extremely Mm -hmm. cutthroat. A lot of boudoir photographers, they're out to get one another. And then there's a select few, like my friend, Michael, my friend, Michael is just exquisite. I adore him. Whenever I have a question, he always answers me right away. He is just a lovely asset um, and friend to have in my life. Mm -hmm. And then I have female boudoir photographers who of course would love to go to the bar with me. But when I start asking them, what style do you shoot in or what settings do you have in your camera? They go silent. They go Mm. ghost. They don't want to reveal their secrets because it's competition. (sighs) That's a shame. That sucks. The Joe Exotic of boudoir. (laughs) (laughs) Good way of putting it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So let's say that someone is considering doing this. What can they expect? Uh, Expect to be in a store for a minimum of three hours. Number one, you know, don't have any other plans that day because my photo sessions, they sometimes go according to plan and most of the time they don't. Uh, You need to be prepared when it comes to knowing that you're going to be in a room alone with myself naked in front of a camera. If you don't mentally prepare yourself for that, you will not like your images because that shows an expression through the photography. I can fix anything in a photo when it comes to Photoshop. I could fix your waistline. I could fix your breasts. I could take away that little dot of cellulite if you ask me to. But there's one thing I cannot change, and that's your facial expression. Mm -hmm. If you're not happy, it will show. So be prepared mentally. You're about to do something and embark on a new journey of sexuality and Mm -hmm. empowerment. It's definitely something that requires preparation and time. Also, if you don't feel your best, you will not look your best. If you arrive to the studio hungover from going out the night before, it's going to reflect in your images. No matter how much makeup I put on your face, that's something you need to prepare for. Prepare your body, prepare your mind. And when I say prepare your body, I don't mean diet for months on end and go to the gym. I don't mean that at all. Just, you know, make sure that if you like the way your skin looks in a rather tan tanner state, then go to the tanning salon if that makes you happy. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Things like that. And if you have a chip nail, do not ask me to give you a manicure with Photoshop. Have people it's said- happened plenty of times. That's, I would never think to ask that. That's the last thing I'm looking at is my chipped nail. <laughs> Clients are wild. They're wild when it comes to their pictures. They're so specific and they have so many wants and requests that they want done in their photos. And I feel like saying, honey, if you don't like red nail polish, then why didn't you go get a manicure? Yeah. That's what That's I felt true. like saying. <laughs> but That's of course me, I'm the woman of yes. It's mm-hmm. yes to everything. Of course I'll give you a French manicure Aww. with Photoshop. <laughs> of course. For free too. Sure. Well, it's funny because it says so much about you that so many people feel comfortable undressing in front of you because when that happened a month or two ago, you were like, do you Mm -hmm. want to do a topless for your partner? And I was just like, hmm, like I didn't even consider that because I didn't know that was an option and I didn't feel self-conscious at all. Like I think people assume, oh my God, people are going to judge me and everyone's going to see my boobs and what is Stephanie thinking, but it didn't feel like that at all. Right. And that's another thing. Do your research on your shoot. Don't come unprepared. Don't. I love when clients come with open minds and empty cups, and I like to fill mm. their cup up slowly with knowledge. But do a fair amount of research. Aim yeah. what you want to achieve throughout your shoot and share those thoughts with me. 
before you schedule your shoot. I hate when clients call and say they want to come in three days because I know that they're not prepared. I just know it. I know that you're not prepared to book a shoot and come in three days. Yeah. I'd rather you book a shoot in three weeks, have some time to research what you're aiming to achieve, what genre of boudoir do you like, and we'll move from there because yeah. that allows me as an artist to do the best possible job that I can that day with my canvas, a.k.a. my client. Mm. Yeah. And it's like, not only do you have to prepare your body, not meaning dieting, but like well rest and hydration, like you have to kind of mentally prepare for it too. It's really fun and exciting. And I think, like you said, if you don't come in with an open mind and you're very set or rigid, then it's going to make the process a lot more difficult. Another thing is you cannot find a photo off of Pinterest and Google and then show it to me and then say, I want to do this exact picture. I can guarantee that I can recreate it. But yeah. I cannot guarantee that it's going to look precisely the same. You're not going. First off, if you don't have the body like that model, or you don't look like that model, don't expect to the for the photo to look like a replica. Yeah. Also, that's an entirely different photographer in the United sure. Kingdom. You know, shooting with a totally different camera and a totally different setting. I don't understand how these people can ask me to recreate a photo identical, like a tattoo artist. When you bring him a picture, you want him to do an identical tattoo. It's impossible. It's not possible. So odd. I would never think to do that. One of the things I appreciated most about it is how it was like impromptu and like sporadic and spontaneous and playful, like not dead set on something. It's kind of just keeping your options open is what made it really enjoyable. Another thing is when I get clients who try and tell me what to do throughout the shoot, I always say, trust the process. You hired me. Remember, you hired me to do my job. So please do not tell me how to do it. Just trust the process because like I said, I have a 99.9% .9 satisfaction guarantee that you will be happy by the time our business is done. Mm. Trust the process. Trust the artists. And there's a lot to there's a lot about clients and artists that hand in hand to talk about different topic. Mm. Yeah, that's. That's interesting. I think it's like an aspect of letting go and just surrendering to the process. Like you said, you can't really have control in that moment. You have to trust the photographer that they know what they're doing. Correct. You're hiring them for a, for a reason. You like their work. Mm. They're not just someone you found off the street, you know, <laughs> and uh, you're hiring them because you like their shooting style. You like their pictures. So let the artists do their job. Mm. I want to wrap up here on a high note. And if someone is like, eh, I don't know, this is for me. Why should they consider doing it, especially if they have low self-esteem? Can someone with body image issues still do boudoir? If someone's even contemplating in their mind that they want to do it, then or they're thinking about doing it, then they want to do it. Yeah. There's obviously an interest that's sparking in their brain that's attracting their eye to think about them posing in front of a camera. And when it comes to people contemplating whether they want to do it, take your time. Think about it. Don't feel like you're peer pressured. I get so many women every day who tell me their husbands forced them to come to me all the time. The, uh, I get women who walk in and say, I don't want to be here. My husband just forced me to be here. And I was like, well, then, you know what? Let's make the best out of it. And then women leave with this bright smile on their face and happy that they achieved what they came to for. Um, what was the question? I forgot. I was asking how people can do it even if they suffer with body image and low self-esteem. If you're someone with low self-esteem and huge insecurities, then you absolutely should do it. Mm -hmm. It's a huge eye-opening call and a wake-up call for people who, you know, look at themselves in the mirror and then just, I don't want to say hate themselves, but hate their qualities and characteristics that God granted them. Six that God granted them. 
And um, when it comes to self-conscious people, those are my most exciting clients. I love the client who's super shy and doesn't feel as beautiful as a professional model. I love eating people's insecurities because the outcome of their happiness is everything to me. When I shoot regular models, for instance, OnlyFans girls, girls who are on OnlyFans, they know they're hot and they know what they're doing. I find no excitement in that, no enjoyment. Mm -hmm. Um, yes, I'll do it, but I really don't find that exciting because they already know what to do and they already know that they're beautiful. But when I get the middle-aged housewife, the mom of three who doesn't like her body, and then by the end of our three-hour set, she feels beautiful to the point where she's crying in the reveal uh, session, the part where I'm showing her images, that's everything to me. That's Mm -hmm. why I'm here today. There's no other reason why I'd be standing behind a camera. That's so touching. Yeah. I'm not here for the models of the world. I'm here for the middle-aged housewives. It's, it's so like funny to me that, well, it's sad, but that women come to you and say, my husband forced me to do this. Cause I've, I'm like on the opposite end. And I feel like either extreme isn't good. Like you should want to do it for yourself. And then if you want to give it as a gift, like that's an amazing gift. I just did um, a photo shoot last week of a Muslim woman who wore a, hij- a hijab. I'm mm-hmm. not sure if I'm saying it right. Uh, is that right? A hijab? She was wearing a hijab during her shoot. Her face was not shown. It was a completely black hijab, and it was just her body. And she mm-hmm. comes from Iraq. She's an mm-hmm. Iraq refuge who came to America in search of a better life with her family. And she came because she wanted to do this as a gift for her husband, but she was also heavily forced by her husband to do it. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, throughout the entire shoot, I didn't see her face, not once. She would not reveal her face to me, but the photos came out exquisite. The only thing I was able to see was her eyes. Mm-hmm. And during the reveal session of her looking at her images, she shed a tear because she shared to me that her history, you know, being Muslim and being from such a non-progressive backward country, such as Iraq, she said, you know, in my home country, I would have been beheaded, mm-hmm. but here I'm an icon. Oh, I have chills. That mm. makes me cry. Yeah, <laughs> that girl, makes me I'm like cry. fucking crying. <laughs> <laughs> you know, she said, word for word, in my home country, I would have been beheaded. But in America, I'm an icon. God bless her. Unfortunately, I was not allowed to post her photos due to her cultural respects. Of course. But, you know, the fact that I got to spend three hours with her and make her feel a feeling that she's never felt before in her life, that's everything. That's, that's the reason why photographers are here. Well, more power to you on that. That's incredible. I feel like that's something I would personally never forget. Yeah, I'll never forget that woman. And I have to keep her identity disclosed, of course, but I'll I'll never forget her. Clients like that, you know, resonate in my brain until, until forever. I can remember my clients from 2010. And, you know, for instance, the woman five years ago who her water broke sitting in my chair, things like that I'll never forget. Mm. But all the only fan girls and the daily models, no shaming them. I just don't find that exciting. And, you know, if you talk to me next week, I've probably already forgotten your yeah. name. Mm. That's funny how that works. <laughs> uh, absolutely. While we're on that, if someone didn't want the photos to get out, do you keep them confidential if requested by the client? Oh, yeah, absolutely. During your photo session, um, they'll either be up front with me and say, hey, I don't want my photos posted, or I'll ask them and gesture, do you mind if I use you for advertising? And sometimes it's a, it's, it can go either way. She goes, yes, I don't mind if you advertise me, but you got to block my husband. <laughs> you know, it's things like that that um, I do have to consider. And, you know, the woman with the hijab, for instance, 
she is, um, you know, a Muslim woman, and I do have to be considerate of her culture, even though I'm halfway across the world. I don't want other Muslim people seeing the photos and getting offended. Yeah. So I wouldn't post her anyway, even if I was allowed to. Mm. That's good to it, know. It's a very, like, um, tedious, you know, unwritten rule of photography. We need to respect our clients and our clients' cultures as well, as long as our other viewers watching um, our posts. There's plenty of pictures that I take every day that I don't feel are appropriate for the everyday people. There's plenty of pictures that I take every day and I don't want to disclose a woman's identity. And, you know, it looks like I made posts like just a couple clients a week, but I'm shooting every single day, mm. taking pictures of people every day and you just don't see it. Yeah. That's, that's something so, good to know, to take into consideration if someone is wanting to do this, but they have some hesitation for privacy. It's, it's really good to know that it backs up to the client. Right. And you know what? I get a lot of clients as well who are suffering with major problems in life. Mm -hmm. For some reason, I have a huge population of women who come to me who are breast cancer survivors. Mm -hmm. I have a lot of women who are infertile and can't get pregnant. And for instance, I met you, someone who works with couples and their intimacy and someone who works with lack of fertility. And when you told me that you work with women who need help getting pregnant, right? That was just an eye opener to me because that's called outsourcing. When I have clients who tell me that they've been trying to get pregnant for five years, now I have a connection in the a completely different industry that I could send them to you. You know, I love making connections every day with my clients, all different walks of life, all different people. It's definitely not a nine to five boring paper pushing job mm -hmm. and I would never trade it for the world. Yeah, I wouldn't trade my job for anything else. The connections you make are so powerful and palpable, probably just even beyond the picture. Like once the photos are done and the book is complete, it's like you have a connection with people that's unlike any other, I imagine. Yeah. I don't want to like gas myself up, but I'm changing lives over here. Mm -hmm. I'm just, I'm meeting women every day in their worst times in life and making them have a reason to look forward to life. I've gotten, you know, transgender men who are transitioning into women and they're suicidal and they're at the mm -hmm. cusp of killing themselves. And it's happened to me many times. And I've met people in, you know, situations where their spouses are cheating and they're trying to do this photo shoot to instigate more intimacy in the relationships. It's crazy the things that I hear every single day and people's, you know, problems in their lives. I consider myself a therapist. Wow. That's, that's I am an unlicensed therapist. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because it's like such a vulnerable moment that I'm sure people, you are like such a good person and you make people feel so safe and comfortable that they're opening up to you in more ways than they thought they would. My store is a safe space. You can come tell me you committed murder and it'll be confidential. Mm. <laughs> it's fine with me. Just let's achieve what we came here to do and pay me. Facts. Yes. <laughs> and pay me. You deserve um, to be But yeah, like I said, I have a client who's now my friend. We actually do go out and get drinks together on Saturday nights once in a while. Um, he came to me when he was contemplating committing suicide because he was in the closet and didn't want to come out about being a transgender um, I'm not sure if my lingo is my lingo is correct. Oh, but trans, a transgender female now, right? Is that right? You're great. Yes. Once I I took her photos and um, I put a wig on her. I did her hair and makeup. I sent her to the nail salon to get her nails done and a spray tan. Um, she also had a bunch of cosmetic surgery done, and she was still hiding like in the closet, not coming out yet to the world that she was meant to be a female. Mm -hmm. And once I had that photo shoot with her and 30 days later, I gave her back her images. She came out. Aww. She came out. And you know what? She realized that there was no reason to be contemplating suicide because her family and friends already knew and they accepted her for who she is. 
They already knew. They didn't. She didn't have to say it to anybody. But it's the fact that that moment where I got to spend with the client and change her life. You know, that changed her life forever. Those photos gave her the confidence to come out to the world for who she really is. That's so unreal. Wow. No. Worries. Again, one of the stories that I have in my years in the industry. Mm. And you're so young, Stephanie. I thought you were like so <laughs> mature and like such a fireball. I was so shocked when I was like, oh my God, she's so Shall young. we reveal my real age to our listening Let audience? me see if I remember. You were 22. Yes, I'm 22, 23 next month. Yay. 22 <laughs> on a mission to empower the women of the world. Uh, that's, I'm so grateful for young people like you who are inspiring people like me and of every age. I'm so happy the next generation. I hope people of the next generation are more like you. <laughs> My children will be like me. I promise you that. Mm -hmm. I can give you that promise. But um, unfortunately, I do see a lot of problems with our generation. Um, that's another topic for another day. Yeah. I'm just one of many in a big sea of fish trying to change the world little by little mm -hmm. um, versus the people who surround me who are just worried about getting their next fix, getting their True. paycheck on Friday and just not being successful or, you know, kind of ignorant to the world. Mm -hmm. um, and that's why I'm so proud of being 22 and as established as I am. I'm really proud for who I am. And that does reflect on off of me when people talk to me and meet me that I'm really confident and I'm super proud of yeah. who I am and what I stand for. And that's why people feel comfortable with me. Yeah. And you should be. And I'd love to wrap up with you giving a tip or a trick on how people can feel more confident and empowered in their skin. A tip or a trick? What did okay. you do one, to feel so confident? One, I need I need your words of advice. <laughs> I'm going to shame a family, and it's going to be the Kardashians. Yep. Okay. Agreed. Kardashians, I feel, are the most worst family in all of Hollywood. They have yep. changed the game for women forever. And yeah. that's just one of many celebrities, you know, True. that one family of many celebrities who are changing the game and the, the image of beauty and today's modern standards. Uh, I think it's all a pile of bullshit. Yeah. Um, Kylie Jenner, I'll speak for myself. When I was 16 years old, I went to an injector and I got lip fillers when I was 16 because Kylie Jenner got it. Mm -hmm. Not only did I botch my face and lost almost a thousand dollars at 16, but I realized that I didn't need these ginormous, ridiculous lips to make myself beautiful. And I realize now at almost 23 years old, that Kylie Jenner was the reason why I did that. Mm -hmm. She influenced me enough by keeping watching the show, keeping up with the Kardashians. She influenced me enough to go out and put um, aesthetics in my face when I didn't need them. I was beautiful as is. And I botched my face and made myself look like a clown at 16. And that's just one thing, one story from my personal perspective that don't let social media fool you. I had clients who messaged me, I want to do photo shoots, but I don't look like those models. You know what I do? I send them the raw picture. Okay? I definitely fool people every day with my Photoshop because I'm, that's what I'm paid for. But don't let social media fool you. Don't let the beautiful woman on camera with a face full of Botox make you feel that you are any less. Do not make them feel that you need to go do that to your own face when you are beautiful as is. God created you in your own image, and you should own it and respect it. Do not let people like the Kardashians fool you that you need to go buy a $70 cleanser so you can have clear skin when your skin is already perfect as is. Do not let social media influence your daily life. Turn off your phone. Turn off your notifications. Live life. Go out with your friends. Do productive things. 
Don't let social media's modern standards of beauty influence your daily life. So many people commit suicide because of social media. It's the demon of the world. At least that's what I think. Mm -hmm. And that's my personal tip. You are beautiful within you with the way you are. You're beautiful in God's image. There's no need to alter it because the model on Instagram looks a certain way. And that's how I'm going to close up for today. I'm applauding you. That was, if I knew at your age what I am still learning, I feel like if more women knew, if more people knew, then we'd have the power to take on the world. Right, right. If women ran the world, I think it'd be a better place. <laughs> but, but I'm just a little boudoir photographer from Long Island pressing mystery buttons. <laughs> but I'm on a mission to change the little things in my little world. And so far it's working. I'm here on a podcast with you, a highly accredited, educated sex doctor, sex therapist. Like what is life? What is life right now? (laughs) Just a couple of years ago, I was cleaning toilets at a hotel and here I am on a podcast with someone as educated and refined and reformed as you, you know, my bills are paid. That's wild. Mm. It's wild to me. You know, yesterday is just, uh, I was just graduating college with not two pennies to pinch to my name. And here I am, you know, thinking about my business plan for the future and how I'm going to be successful. Life is crazy. Wow. That's congratulations. Take it while you can and make the best out of it. You should be so proud of yourself. You deserve it. Everyone should be proud of themselves. Everybody should love themselves. Me, people call me vain. I'm just in love with myself. Maybe I am vain. Who knows? But I've learned my value and all these women should too. Mm. That was learn your value own it yes so grateful for you stephanie where can people find you and check out your website um you can go on google and type in art and boudoir photography you could contact me through instagram you can go directly to my website um there's plenty of outlets to find me and please please give me three to four days to respond. I am a human. (laughs) I hate how social media has also altered people to think that I need to respond within five minutes of receiving notification on my phone. Mm -hmm. When truth be told, my notifications on my phone are always off. Money is not everything to me. Yeah. Live your life. That's smart. Turn the notifications off. (laughs) Turn your notifications off. Mm. Read a book. Hell yeah. (laughs) And if you're anything like me, you read books about sex and positivity Ooh, what's and, your favorite one you can suggest? Um, this is going to sound a little bit fraidy, but it's called it's called The Earth, My Butt, and Other Big Round Things by Caroline Mackler. Ooh. She's an author who generally writes to the public of young girls growing up and just developing their sexual perspective on the world starting at the age of 16. And yeah. I started reading Caroline Mackler probably around my freshman year of high school, and she educated me on value my body, do not throw it around like it's a piece of garbage to any man who gives me the time of day. Mm. Or women. You know, learn your value, love yourself. There'll be plenty of men who will want to take you on a date. There'll be plenty of men to flash you a smile. The first one who says hello to you is not going to marry you, sweetheart. Mic drop. (laughs) Yes. Shout out to Caroline Mackler, the beloved author who writes to young girls and teaches them power and positivity and how to love themselves. Mm. That's so important. I'll have to check that out. You will absolutely. She's in all of the libraries in high school. I'll tell you that. Ooh, good. I'm so happy to hear that. Mm-hmm. But no one reads books better. now. No, no one does. <laughs> no one reads books. I don't get it. All right, Stephanie. Well, I'm so grateful to have you on here. And thank you for coming on and sharing your wisdom and your courage and your confidence. We need more of that in the world. 
Thank you so much. Yes. And you know what? You don't even have to book a photo session with me. If someone just wants to call me just to talk, you know, I'm here to listen. You all know that I love everything natural and holistic. That's why I was so excited to partner with Avi Supplements. I've been using Avi Supplements to keep me healthy and strong because a healthy body leads to a healthy mind, resulting in a healthier sex life. Sexual health, mental health, and physical health are all intertwined. They're so important. So using Avi Detox reduces my bloat, leaving me feeling more confident and prepared for sexy time. Avi apple cider vinegar gummies taste delicious and are fun to take every single day. I look forward to taking these. Lastly, Avi Mermaid Multi provides the daily essential nutrients I need every day as a woman. So make the obvious choice today and use discount code Lauren Coletti to get 15% off. That's L-A-U-R-E-N-C-O-L-L-E-T-T-I to get 15% off your purchase at myavi.com.